Hello, everybody. This is Hunter Williams. Today is going to be episode 171 of the NeuroEdge podcast. The name of today's episode is Vegetable Oils Are Bad. Very simple wording there. Vegetable oils are bad. I'll go ahead and say it now. If you get one thing out of this episode today, it's that vegetable oils are bad. Now, what I'm going to be talking about, and I haven't done as much of actual health stuff lately, and this is one thing I've been thinking about and just wanted to go on a little bit of a rant today about is how bad vegetable oils are for you. And it's interesting, you know, in the health, diet, fitness world and everything out there that's going on, people will talk about carnivore, keto, no sugar, and all of those things can be good. Vegan, you know, you name it. There's all these different things out there. And one thing that very, very few people talk about is how terrible vegetable oils are for you. And this is something that in terms of education, that there is a massive, overwhelming lack of education in the general public about vegetable oils and how bad they are for you. So what I'm going to do today is just hopefully you come across this, maybe you search for it on YouTube, maybe you subscribe to my channel, whatever it is. And what I want to leave you with today is that if you change one thing about your diet, what if I told you there was one ingredient you could cut out from your diet and everything else would get better? Because a lot of people, when it comes to diet and exercise, they are overwhelmed by uh, information that's out there, all the things that they need to do in order to improve their health, improve their diet. And for most people, if they want to lose weight, it's just overwhelming. And they think, oh, I can't do all these things. There's too much to try to keep track of. There's exercise and all this stuff. And what if I told you, Obviously, exercise is important. Obviously, like keeping your diet in check is important. But if I told you, if you just remove this one ingredient, it's going to cure probably like 70% of all the things out there that are diet-related problems for your health. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. As always, before I jump into everything, thank you so much to everyone that is out there listening and watching in the ether. I really appreciate you guys if you are tuning in consistently to make your health, make your life better. I really appreciate it. And again, this is a project where I synthesize all of the information from information, mentors, all the different people that make a difference in my life and try to package it in a way that makes sense and hopefully goes out there and changes someone else's life so they can tell other people and make their life better. So again, this is not, this is just me here talking, whether you're listening on the podcast or watching the YouTube channel, it's not some flashy thing where I try to do clickbait stuff. It's just me trying to get out good information to help people improve their life. So that's just what I will ask is if you get any sort of benefit, resonance, value out of this, I just ask that you like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And I'd be more than happy to uh, get back to you and uh, let me know your feedback on any of the episodes that you like listening to. So now to get into vegetable oil. So why are vegetable oils so bad? So I'll give you a top level overview. I would say I don't have a statistic handy, but off the top of my head, probably about 70 to 80% of all of the food that Americans consume today and age is cooked in or somehow used in the process of making has vegetable oils in it. And if you want to prove me wrong, go to a grocery store right now and look at any packaged food that you pick up anything that is in a box or in a bag and look and see if it has the following on it. Vegetable oil in the ingredients list, vegetable oil, canola oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil, soybean oil, grapeseed oil, and cottonseed oil. Try to find any food that is not a meat or a produce, anything that is in a package 
even sometimes too, a lot of this meat stuff, if it's something that maybe you get a meat that is already seasoned or something like that, a lot of those will have vegetable oils in it too, but I'm just talking your bare bones meat. Luckily that won't have vegetable oil in it, but I challenge you go to the grocery store. And if you go grocery shopping next time, before you check out, just stop, look in your cart and pick up everything in your cart and look on the ingredients list and see what things have vegetable oil. You will be shocked and disturbed at how much is made with this. On top of this, the way I'm not going to, I'm not even going to go into the process of how these vegetable oils are made and processed and the additives that go into them like hexane, which is from my understanding, a gas that gets added to these oils when they get heated up. So I'm not even going to go into all that today, but just understand that these things are coming, one, from crops that are genetically modified and non-organic, so they're sprayed with pesticides, herbicides, whatever, you name it, and they're genetically modified. And when you're getting the oil, you're getting a concentrated version of this, so think soybean oil, they douse those soybeans and spray and pesticides, and then they condense that down into oil. So you're getting the extract and the particulate matter from a ton of this. Whereas if you were just to eat a bean, there's probably not that much Roundup or glyphosate on it. But if you were getting the oil, it's the con condensation and the extract and the particulate matter of all of those pesticides. So not only are you getting that, but then the way it's processed, these oils are just not very good for you. And what I want you to understand today is you don't need to understand the science behind it. You don't need to understand the way that it works in your body. But all I would do is just ask you and challenge you for 30 days, look at what you eat and try not to eat anything with vegetable oil. <clears throat> One thing I've noticed, I tend not to eat a lot of gluten because I just don't think it's healthy. It causes inflammation. I don't think bread itself is necessarily unhealthy, but the way it's processed, the way that there are way more complex glutens in bread than there would have been 100 or 200 years ago for our body to process. And on top of that, most of the bread is contaminated with glyphosate. So not only are you getting the irritation from the gluten, which is gonna be way worse today than it was 100 years ago, you're also getting all of these pesticides added in, which is arguably even worse than the gluten. I think that's where a lot of people have problems and toxin issues from eating bread. But anyway, Point being is that most bread is cooked with this vegetable oil. So not only are you getting a double whammy from that standpoint, you're just getting massive amounts of inflammation. And basically, vegetable oil equals tons of inflammation, equals very hard for you to be healthy. You're going to gain weight. You're going to do all these things. And what I wanted to talk about today is I heard this guy named Brad Marshall on uh, Ben Greenfield's podcast. This was a while back, so it's been a long time since he's on there. But basically, he has this theory that reactive oxygen species are increased in our body, which causes more oxidative damage. And again, you don't need to be a scientist or know anything about that. It's going to be a high-level overview. So just know that when you are eating these vegetable oils, you're inducing a much more oxidative state in your body. And what I'm actually going to do, bear with me if you're listening to the podcast, but I'm going to share my screen and we're going to look at his website. So he has this thing called the croissant diet. And so if you were to hear this, and this, this would blow any conventional wisdom you have in your head about diet and exercise out of the water. So basically, this is his theory. And it's a, it's a good like marketing hook because you think the croissant diet, how could a croissant make you 
lose weight, right? But let's talk about it. So the croissant diet is based on the traditional French diet of butter and flour that kept people lean. So when we look at cultures like in France, they eat tons of croissants and lots of butter. Yet, I think, I don't know now, but I know traditionally French people had uh, some of the leanest and uh, least obese people in their population. Now, what he says is the modern American diet is based on starch and vegetable oil. So think about all, all the carbohydrates you eat. 80% of the time, even, maybe even more, those carbohydrates are paired with vegetable oils. So we're getting the starch plus vegetable oil effect. And so what he says is that vegetable oil, aka polyunsaturated fat, otherwise known as PUFA, uh, also known as linoleic acid, induces a hibernation-like metabolic state called torpor, T-O-R-P-O-R. So when you're eating these vegetable oils, it's actually creating the state in your body that thinks that it's going into hibernation. And this is why when bears eat a lot of acorns, that's why they're doing it because acorns are high in these PUFAs, just like a lot of nuts are, and it's inducing this state of hibernation. So torpor is caused by eating too much PUFA and results in an increase in an enzyme called SCD1, which unsaturates your body fat. A mechanism of torpor is running your fat metabolism with PPAR gamma leading to fat storage rather than through PPAR alpha leading to fat burning. Again, those are a little more scientific terms, but just understand when you're eating these vegetable oils, you're basically inducing a state of hibernation, at least metabolically within your body. And so one thing, and that I've talked about this, I've done episodes about this, I'll probably talk about it more in the future, but berberine, a plant extract, has been used for thousands of years in Chinese medicine, and this increases PPAR alpha activity, which is fat burning. That's why I take berberine every day. But previous generations with high metabolic rates and high body temperatures had very saturated body fat. So burning lots of saturated fat in your mitochondria uses thermogenesis, keeping your body temperature and metabolic rate high. Saturated fat found in beef, dairy products, and chocolate called stearic acid, which is not the linoleic acid from PUFOs. This stearic acid creates mitochondrial fusion and increases the rate that your mitochondria burn fat. And so he has some examples here. There was a guy that did his croissant diet for six months. He was eating 5,000 calories per day, which I don't know how much you eat, but that's hard. That would be hard for a lot of people to do alone. But he ate that much and was losing weight, which is kind of crazy. Then he has some recipes about this stuff here. But basically, this is all you have to do. This is what you can eat. I'm going to read these off. So these are things that are good to eat. You can eat stearic acid, which is found in boiled, uh, excuse me, butter, stearic acid found in butter, cocoa butter, beef suet, full fat dairy, ruminant meat that's grass fed. So beef, lamb, goat, bison. It's important to have grass fed because they're going to have much less PUFAs, which are these polyunsaturated fats that are very high in vegetable oils. He makes actually, he has a company that produces pork that is low PUFA. Starch, so croissants, and he says, read the label to make sure that there's no vegetable oil, that they're only using butter. Same thing with pastry, flour, white rice, potatoes, boneless, skinless, chicken trimmed to visible fat. Again, because that fat is going to be high in these polyunsaturated fatty acids. Vegetables, fruit, and dry alcohol, such as red wine or spirits. Again, I don't think you need that. But again, we're making this as simple as possible. All you got to do is eliminate these vegetable oils. And then he says is don't eat. So these are the things that you cannot eat. Vegetable oil, soybean oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil, canola oil, peanut oil. 
Also, nuts. Now, I have pretty much cut nuts out of my diet lately, and I have noticed I feel so much better, so much less inflammation, a lot less gut, gut distress as well. But he says nuts, do not eat them. Commercial chicken, pork, or turkey fat, again, because these are high in poof because of the way they're processed. And then obviously sugary drinks like soda, juice, or malty beer. And then he says maybe okay in moderation, olive oil, macadamia nuts if you have to have nuts, avocados, avocado oil, and then eggs. He says you can have those in moderation, but you don't want too much because they will be higher in those polyunsaturated fatty acids. So that being said, I will challenge you to just do this diet and see if it works for you. Now, I know we're coming up on Thanksgiving and nobody wants to be on a diet when they're eating Thanksgiving food or whatever. And I'm not going to say you're going to be perfect because I'm not perfect, even though I would say 98% of what I eat, I try to make sure that I'm not eating vegetable oils. But anyway, I want to make sure that if I was telling someone there's one thing that they could do for their health, it's do not eat vegetable oils. Vegetable oils are bad. And actually, what all, and you can go to this guy's website. It's called fireinabottle.net. That's fireinabottle.net. And you can see on there the stuff that people are eating. I mean, you can eat good food. You do not have to suppress yourself from eating good food. Just be smart about it. And if you really remove this one vegetable oil thing, it will be so much harder for you to actually gain weight and it'll be a lot easier to lose weight. So that's all I have for today, guys. Again, one takeaway today, vegetable oils are bad. But if you want to check out more of that info, go to fireinabottle.net and I will talk to you guys next time. Peace.